Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, friends. A few announcements for you. TJ and I will be recording a live Hot and Tasty this Saturday, August 27th, at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago. Uh, it's $12.50. And I know this is late notice, so... Please spread the word, tell all your friends, and don't bring any masks. You know how angry people get when you do that. Also, TJ and I will be doing the L.A. Podfest on September 24th. Uh, that show is at noon, so come hang out with us. Um, other announcements. TJ's Meticulously Ridiculous Tour is coming to a bunch of cities near you, so go to his website. Uh, don't miss him. From what I understand, the show is easily just as meticulous as it is ridiculous, so you don't want to miss it. I'll be performing on a few of those tour dates in Chicago, August 26th and 27th, Minnesota, September 1st, and in Edmonton, September 2nd and 3rd, so come on out. For those of you with withdrawal symptoms for when we miss our uh, Cashing with TJ show, I still have another show on Nerdist called Cash Withdrawal. Check it out. Uh, This week's guest was Nick Swartzen, so give it a listen. Okay, enough ads. Here's another example of the worst we can do. Deshay. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. Cashing in with TJ Miller. I just feel like maybe I'd like to have some other guests. I feel like this has gone on long enough. I, I just, I just, you know, before we start the show, let's just, I, I just feel like we should probably see what are you other talking people. About? I, I, I just, love being on the show. I know, I know, and I love having you, but it just seems like there's, it just seems like there's other people that could have, I could have done the show with. A lot of people want to do the show. I mean, we're in Kansas City right now. I, Brett Saberhagen would have done the show. <laughs> I don't even know who I, that Christian is. Christian Okoya would have done this. Sh- I could have got Freddie Patek if I wanted. These all sound like made-up okay? names. It just seems like you're... Freddie Patek? Yeah, what was no, the first just, one? Uh, Christian Ron, Okoya, Brett Saberhagen. George Brett would have done the show. With George or without Brett, the hemorrhoids. With or without the hemorrhoids. Weird, listen to me. You would have done the show. I'm just saying, like, you're, you're sabotaging my show but on I feel purpose. Like you know you are. Look, Ma- when Mackie Sasser... When you hit Mackie Sasser with your car, I think that was the moment where I'm like, he's sabotaging the show. He just wants to be my only guest. And I just think, look, I need to spread out and grow wings. I, look, we're like Simon and Simon Garfunkel. Garfunkel. I'm like Simon. We just said it at the same time. Yeah, I'm like Simon. Yeah, wait, why, yours, you're going to be Paul Simon? Yeah, I'm Simon. Why am I Garfunkel? Well, look at you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm Garfunkel. Yeah, you're really Garfunkel-esque. And plus, well, but, you're the so harmony they, guy. I'm but a, they never I'm did a, anything I'm good. I'm the meat of the show. What do you when, mean? When Simon when, left, he didn't do anything. He, he, Garfunkel was his oats from Hall and Oats. Okay, okay, listen. Hey, look, Simon did, come on, he did Graceland afterwards. Graceland? Yeah. How many of you guys have even heard of Graceland? That's right. It was all, <laughs> because it was all, it was all sort of African drumming. I can do that. Um, no. Okay, okay, I get the idea. I get the idea. That was good. I zoom my It is pretty good. It is good. Well, I guess that's how I always end all my African music. Let's just, we'll just do this show and see how it goes, and then we'll talk about it. That's all. We'll see I how just, this, this will be like a focus group for us. We'll see you know, how they feel about you. I just feel like I, I, I'd love to you know, see some other guests. That's all I'm saying. You know? well, I'm Anything. just telling you that if, if you don't have me on the show, even sporadically, then I'll have to stop listening to it, and I don't listen to the show. That's a that's a pretty big threat. That's yeah. a yeah. I'm gonna have to try to absorb that right. That's now. real juice. That drink is real that juice. up. Yeah, you can drink that right up. I'm gonna try to taste that right now. Taste <laughs> it. It's custom. I'm gonna fit. taste it. Take it. I'm down. gonna start the show off today because we are in Kansas City. I mean, uh, we're Kansas. in Kansas, yeah, City, Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, at the Legends Mall. Live. And there are to all the listeners who couldn't make it. I'm gonna just start the show off by giving Kansas City, Kansas, a little bit of a shy <laughs> And I rarely go three steps like that. Yeah. I usually just stop at the shy shy. Sometimes you get the kaka, you rarely get the And this is great. Every time I'm about to enter them. You ready for this sweet heat? And I pour barbecue sauce all over my dick. And then they usually get a yeast infection. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm T.J. Miller. Oh, I'm, just I'm joking. I'm joking, but uh, you just—you actually apply a little sweet heat to your uh, teeth. Te- yeah. I'll do that too. I'll put a little on the nipple and say, "Come and get it." You know what I mean? Put a piece of Wonder Bread on either side. A little pickle on the other nipple. A nickel. A nickel on the pickle nipple. You douse your honey stick in sweet heat. And then proceed. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I think if this... You guys got to think about it objectively. If this entire... If we became a post-apocalyptic society, a wasteland, Kansas would be... When it finally came time, we've eaten all the animals. There's nothing left. It's the last option. It's to eat one another. In Kansas City, they would. They'd be like, well... Yeah, we can do a rub and then smoke them. (laughs) I mean, we smoke them for an hour, maybe even 30 minutes. We do a marinade if we needed to. You already got the rub. Then you can spice it afterwards. We'll put on that sweet heat and fucking eat our cousin Roberto. <laughs> like, it's well, crazy. Well, how would people just, would people say, like, you know, they went cannibal or, like, we'd be looking at a map, like, where should we travel now after the apocalypse? And, like, oh, I don't think we should go to KC. They, uh, they went cannibal. They went cannibal. And also that they went, I don't know, I think you guys would be quick to, just to start, I I was eating shaved cow today. I mean, really, they really, 
I hate to phrase it that way, but all they did, you know, you order the beef plate. They just, what do they say? They're like, meat trays, buy the pound. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we ordered two That's an meat American. trays. That's an American statement. Trays I mean, of meat. Meat That's trays. That's what our dish was called. You eat them by the pound. And I said, I go, can you do a half pound? He's like, sure. And then, but uh, this is the France of the Midwest. The second I'll time I went, meat tray. I said, do you have a quarter pound? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I mean, yeah. Why like, would one do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's really, I mean, but it's, it just looked like shaved cow. I mean, they weren't making, they sort of give it to you and they're like, here's the, the barely cooked version of an animal that we killed. If you want to make it look like it's not an animal, like the rest of the country, just put on some sweet heat. <laughs> Triple Banger Lightning Round, question, question three. Number two. Three, three, three. Three. Um, three. Better clue you're hanging out with a cannibal. Enormous skewers? Posters of Jared before he lost the weight? <laughs> in like sexy positions. He's just holding a tape measure like, come on in. Let's see how big that honey stick is. Insist on calling your tattoo a brand. Uh, all his guest linen is aluminum foil. All right, that one didn't work as well. Cooking people while they're sleeping. Huh? Cooking people while they're sleeping. Yeah, any of those? I think probably the Jared one, The Jared right? one's right on. But w- the first one also, I would think. Large. I don't think... Uh, I don't think really enormous skewers would make that big. Of a I do. When, if you imagine if you walked into a friend's house, and you went in the kitchen, and like, like against the corner were like, like five, four or five foot skewers. They were just clearly gigantic versions of skewers for kebabs. You'd kind of be like, hey, what's uh, what's with the skewers? It's like, ah, oh, no, n- nothing. I just keep them around, you know, in case I need something. You know, really big and tasty and a good friend of mine to, you know, put it on a kebab, but no, no, nothing at all. I mean, that I'd be like, that guy's a cannibal. Right? I mean, you don't want to assume that about somebody. I think we've all met people where it's like, yeah, that guy kind of looks like a cannibal, you know? There's a couple here tonight. And tonight, I mean 5 p.m. I think we tweeted that, that you know, this would be like Woodstock, and it... it it feels like Woodstock. There's this a lot is a of really, everywhere. This is a really unwashed group of people. I say that in a loving way. I like that. That we don't. That we didn't. Our listeners don't dress up for the show. <laughs> and neither do we. And I like that. I like it. One guy was surprised when I told him I liked his shirt because he was surprised he was wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Triple banger and lightning auxiliary round. Auxiliary round. Auxiliary style. Auxiliary style. That's the auxiliary clue. We love you. We love That's you, Grasshopper. Grasshopper was. No, that's not it. It's the second one. It's the second one. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Give it up for Grasshopper. Yeah, grasshopper. He got excited. He, he loves the applause. He just started pressing all of them. It's like, fuck it. I'm tired of this. Let's go to Where Were You? How long do these segments last Let's go anyway? To where were you? I can see Grasshopper going, because he's never heard the show before. He's like, what kind of lightning is this? This is a nine hour segment. 
Um, I was at a film festival recently. Which movie would you rather appear in? Which movie would you rather appear in? Uh, Fire Belly? And I'll give you the, the, the little tagline afterwards. Fire sure. Belly. Jalapeno pancakes aren't just for breakfast anymore. Be a good horror okay. film. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Math Face. You figure it out. Immediately, I'd like to be in that one. I don't need to hear anything else. That's the greatest thing I've ever I'm heard. I'm going to give you life. one of the roles in one of these uh, one of these movies. Five Leaf Clover. Sometimes getting lucky is getting even. <laughs> uh, the briefcase. Open Sesame. <laughs> I think you should call it the Chinese briefcase. Oh. Open Sesame. Okay. Two more. Moon Wizard. Two. This time it's personal. No, no, no. No, 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 oh, yeah. no. No, are you serious? Yeah. What's it called? Moon, Moon Wizard 2? Moon Wizard 2. Uh, see, you can't do that. That's crazy. Yeah. I love that the tagline, it's from a sequel, first yeah, of all. Yeah. But the, the tagline is like about the fact that it's a sequel. Yeah. The rest of them are like five leaf clover. Sometimes getting lucky means getting even, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. And this one you're like, Moon Wizard 2. Sometimes one moon wizard isn't enough. That's insane. People wonder why I'm going insane. Look at how crazy that is. And all of you were like, well, what about it? Are you in or are you out? Everything we see now is a franchise film. I saw Fast and Furious. Who the fuck knows what number last weekend? I got to trace back and see that first moon wizard (laughs) when I get a chance. Uh, One more. Uh, When Jesus played baseball... The George Brett story. <laughs> that was a shameless pandering. I'm like, I'm going to compliment. You know, George Brett was my favorite player growing up. Yeah, he's the reason I have an abuse problem with tobacco. Cash likes a little, you know. A Once in a while, chew. a little snuffle, chewski. Once in a while, and uh, George Brett, it was because of him. He was really? my hero. He yeah, put a little he, under the lip. He put, a little, uh, in his, he put more in his cheek than he looked like a chipmunk. I think it's good that you, you know, you put that together, that he was maybe the cause of that, you know, that occasional indulgence in chewing tobacco. And, you know, you put one and one together, I think, you know, that makes sense. And me being in the film, math face, you figure it out. It's like two and two, it's four. So you're going to go with math face? Oh, yeah. Okay, math face. I might actually try and make a movie of that. Don't you think hipsters everywhere would be like, yeah, that's a pretty cool title. I wonder if Jake Gyllenhaal's in that. Which one's the girl, Maggie or Jake? Uh, can I just get one more feel from the crowd, though, of what your favorites are? Can you just give me an applause on your favorite? Firebelly. Jalapeno pancakes aren't just for breakfast anymore. No? Math. <laughs> math face. You figure it out. Five-leaf clover. Sometimes getting lucky is getting even. Moon Wizard 2. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. That was my favorite. Even as you did it. Moon you, Wizard. It's this, so funny. When I read that, I was laughing so hard. I spit out my tilapia. I did. Moon Wizard. I, uh, I gotta uh, say, that's how good of a comedian Cash Levy is. He really... I thought you were taking a huge risk. You're like, I'm gonna read him again and get a, a sense from the audience. And I thought... 
well, he, he did the jalapeno pancakes thing and nobody like clapped at all. I was like, this is a mistake. You're making a huge mistake. <laughs> they're going to get to math face. They'll be excited about it. In general, the audience is, you know, they're a little bit, you know, shy. So they're not going to come yeah. right out with anything. Yeah, you're just going to lose this argument again. And then math, you know, math well, face did well. well no. But then you got, you fucking did the moon wizard. I nailed the moon wizard. You pulled a fucking moon wizard too on me, brother. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I, I, but the, here's the reason I had confidence. I had the George Brett story in my back pocket. That's true. So I knew I could hit that hard, maybe throw in a Christian Acquire reference. <laughs> a Christian Acquire? Christian Acquire. That's a choir that's doing prayers, Acquire. I can't believe you guys weren't more impressed by that. Uh, I, I hope there are people at home listening right now or on the treadmill or something, and they're like, or having a treadmill. Really? Which is where you line up your courses, hit go, and fucking eat on your stomach, y'all. Do it outside for a snow angel. Someone sent me a picture of a treadmill. Was that based on our thing? And then they played it on a late night show. They know Is they that based on us or, or no, someone already doing no, that? No, no. They no, just found it. Nothing is Nothing's based, based on, on us. us. Everything's <laughs> happened before. This Everything. exact conversation's happened before, except for I don't think anyone's ever said, Moon Wizard 2. <laughs> no? Sometimes. One isn't enough. <laughs> now that you're here, I think we should probably just kick the show off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, went away again. Went away again. Thank you. Well, um, this is great. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question number one. Bouncy house. Airbag for earthquakes? Like, you're supposed to stay in a door jam. Yeah. You know, when, you, when an earthquake comes. You know, if you live in California, you, you know this. I think you mean a door, a doorway. Yeah, you're supposed to door, yeah. Well, you're supposed to jam yourself into the doorway. <laughs> Otherwise known as a door jam. And so, but the bottom line is, you're supposed to do that. But I think if you have on site, which I call my backyard, yeah. a bouncy house, I think you hightail it out there. Yeah, you, call, uh, you call your backyard on site or you call your backyard a bouncy house. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I didn't know which one you meant, but either answer doesn't make sense. This is all fictional. I don't even have a backyard. You know that. Yeah. I live in an apartment, <laughs> but I just thought I'd play along. Well, with, the ocean is your backyard. I like to try to play along with my own show. The ocean is your That's right. But a bouncy house, you know, I've been going to a lot of parties with my son, he's three now, and a lot of bouncy houses, and I feel very safe inside a bouncy house. I think that's right. The question is, if an earthquake is happening, how do you get to the bouncy house? One option that I, I've been thinking about a lot lately, mm-hmm. ever since you sort of said this like uh, 20, 30 seconds ago, is uh, how many? Is there anybody that has an entire house made out of the exactly. bouncy house? Exactly, yeah. You know, first of all, that would be a lot of fun if you had kids. Second of all, I mean, what better way to start your day than bouncing down the stairs, bouncing yeah. into the kitchen? That's right. It sort of yeah. reminds me of the old I, joke, folks. Ladies, take a break. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Don't you wish that airplanes were... Why are they not made out of the black box? Yeah, that's why that are old they one. Not, take a break. No, nobody even talks about the black box anymore. I don't know if they, they it's exist. It's too old. That's too old a joke. Maybe the, the new black box joke is the bouncy house joke. Why well, is the house not made out of the yeah, bouncy material? Well, and, and my question also is, you know, how do you make a bouncy house a bouncy home? Mm. And uh, you know, you, need, you know, you need Nerf like furniture. <laughs> <you know? laughs> there is, 
Ain't nothing funnier than a Nerf reference. Yeah. Uh, and se- especially when it comes out of nowhere, but totally makes sense. And also, Nerf furniture, or Nerf furniture, yeah, as I like to call it, would be incredible. I can't yeah. even, in my mind, I'm trying to imagine, I just imagine uh, chairs that have guns for legs. Yeah. And are completely made out of yeah, the Nerf that's yeah. styrofoam. Now, I had a friend that uh, had a domestic dispute thing. Uh, before they were married, she actually attacked him and threw a uh, uh, threw a lamp at him. Yeah. So for their wedding gift, uh, as a joke, I got him, or I said I was going to give him some uh, a Nerf uh, a Nerf lamp, but I couldn't find one. You couldn't, couldn't find, find a Nerf lamp, so I just They're had just to put it on the in, market. Just anymore. had to put it on the card, which only he saw. By the way, that's important. Uh, they ended up getting divorced, so uh, that was something that maybe was something you could have predicted. Yeah. Well, it's when when someone throws a lamp at you. A light bulb should go off. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know what? I, this is a great time to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the greatest joke I've ever It's a good one. <laughs> uh, it went away again. Uh, right, I'm probably well, blocking it out, but uh, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round question uh, question two, 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 two. Kale, superfood or super disappointing? I mean, it's getting kind of popular. I love it. I'd say superfood. You think it tastes good? I like it. I think it can be prepared in a variety of ways that are good, largely... What, with like... Peanut sauce. It's one of those foods that you'd have to Checkmate. Put... No. <laughs> Do you feel that? Yancey. Yeah. yeah. I, uh... <laughs> no, it's what you can't... Boggle. How many does that work for? Sorry. <laughs> Candyland. That's what, Monopoly. Sometimes when I read something in a Highlights magazine that really gives me that eureka moment, I, I go, Candyland. <laughs> Twister. Twister. Um, no, wait a second. I think you're you're making my point here. You have to mask the taste of it so much that you're just eating peanuts. Isn't that the case with so many different foods, though? Well, then you can't call them superfoods. I think if I think of a superfood... You know, like a super a superhero, both be super looks delicious. good. Yeah, it, but they both look good, and they can fly, and they're like, you know, they're not. You don't have a you don't have a, a superhero that has to like mask himself as much. As, well, well, they all are. The masked. problem is that's not a good then, point. Then that's what is what is delicious and also amazingly good for you? That's 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 that that's what it's coming down to. And I think okay, superfood okay. can either be a misnomer. Or it's what's the tastiest food that also is good, good for, for you? you? I would say peanut butter, uh, peanut sauce. Check me. <laughs> I would start saying that in conversation. Just if I'm tired of talking to somebody, I'm going to go, "Hey, you know what? Peanut sauce. Check me." And then I walk away. Checkmate. You know, even even when they say, "I will now pronounce," if you get married, you say, "I will pronounce you man and wife." Checkmate. Yeah, that'd be a good time for it. I'd like I that. like that. Check I like that. this. This is your new uh, catchphrase. Checkmate. It seems like something maybe a Catskillian comic might have explored <laughs> and then discarded. Like, it never got too hot. Yeah. But now you're bringing it back, not knowing about it? She goes, uh, you know, my, my wife comes out, and she's wearing a Wonder Woman costume, and she goes, time for super sex. And I said, I'll take the soup. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. When I was starting Comedy in the Barrier, there was this guy that called himself the Great Scambini. Yeah? And he, uh, he's from the Catskills. Really? He was like 90 years old. And, was he uh, funny? Wonderful guy. Uh, well, it was it was a Catskillian thing. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if was, it was he funny? funny. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Well, you know, in this, but he he would say he'd be like Cash. He'd pull. He'd be like, you gotta, 
you got to just take the jokes that you see and change a few words. He basically was like, basically all of comedy is seeing a joke, changing the words, and using it as your own. Really? <laughs> basically. He's like, you got to steal, but you've got to change it it's enough. It's the bait not... and the switch. I forgot what he used to call it. I do like the bait he and switch. He was not my mentor, by the way. He did not become a mentor. Do you ever do the the old bait and wait? This was a never weird switch. I, I'm sorry, we're all off, uh, all over the map. But I met a man in. Uh, did I? Did I? I don't know if I mentioned this on another podcast. This is strange. He was just starting comedy. He was about 90 years old. This is in Salt Lake. Right. I don't know if I've told the story. And this was fairly recently. And he came out and he did a set on my show. He was about 90. Really. And he came out with us. He had a bunch of uh, wives and children from different marriages and told these stories. And at the end of the night, I said goodbye. And I'm like, well, next time I'm in town, you know, feel free to do a set on the show again. It was great to meet you. And he was like, well, I probably won't be alive uh, when you come back. <laughs> and I go, no, I, I usually I come back usually about every you know six months or something. I love working this you know this area and, and these clubs. And he's like, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't think I'll probably be alive. But it was really thrilling. Nice to meet you. And it, it, did he, he say it, it in he that? He meant it. And was he's, he that he's calm about it? He's 90 years old. He was, was very calm about it. This was his dream, and he decided to do it pretty late, obviously. He was just starting. I, mean, that's and I, I think that's kind of awesome. Did he do well? Yeah, he did pretty well. I mean, yeah, he did pretty For well. Being 90, were I'll a lot say of this. Jokes I think he did better than, I think he did better than the great Scambini. Really? I'd go so far as to say all his jokes were about how old he was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at that point, that's, you know, you write about what you know. Right, right. Triple banger lightning, lightning round, round question, uh, question number three. three. Question three. Things you'd least want to check at the airport. Your diary, your earphones, your uncle's ashes, chow mein from the night before. <laughs> this is a baggage check? Or your bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always check bags. I know. We argue about that pretty much every time we travel or I, talk about traveling. Yeah. Or, it boggles my mind. I love it. It's I insane. I, I've stopped understanding why people want to carry around uh, their all of their their luggage. Thirty percent of the time, your flight gets switched, and they go, "Well, if you didn't check your bag," and I'll go, "I, I didn't check it." Well, then you get on this flight. That's why. No, it's that's I, number I one. Number two, I don't like waiting the extra time. I love it. Uh, number three, my bags have been lost back when I used to do it I bet thirty it's, years ago. I, I check it so I, I check them so often. I travel so often, and I'd say I've only had baggage loss like. Three to five times. I mean, it's very. The percentage is low now, man. There's, there's, there's temperature. There's temperature problems. What do you? Well, temperature see, you, problems in you the cabin. Check, you check you Reese's want... monkeys a lot, though. <laughs> no, you need. Sometimes you need more clothing. Sometimes you want to take some clothing off. There's things. You just look. It's it's ridiculous. You can't make a case for it. The extra money you're spending, the the trust in the airline, the amount that you if if a if like it switched. There's so many aspects of this that blow boggle my mind, and the fact that you now your possessions own you, not vice versa. No, but I your I, possessions I don't pay for are now. The bags. I don't pay for the bags to be checked because I fly enough that it's free mm. with American Airlines United. And that's that's okay. almost all. all right. Well, we've had this argument before. I, know. I think so you're let's a bad get back person. To it. I, I, I think you're a bad person. I, I think okay. that we should your t- diary? No. Well, yeah, that's a tough one. I think Chow Your main, uncle's ashes, your earphones, Chow Mein from the night before. That's the thing I'd most like to check your, at the airport. Earphones and Chow Mein are two weird ones. Uncle's ashes, obviously, is the worst one. The diary, you're worried somebody's going to read it. The Chow Mein, would, that would be such a weird conversation with the ticket agent. <laughs> you just go, look, I can't bring this on. It's going to make it smell bad. Can you just ba- tag it and bag it? Yeah. Tagger and bagger. And what do you do? Is it in a plastic bag? 
Are you, yeah, what is the policy? What's the policy on chow mein? Would they know? Check some chow mein. <laughs> if you're out there listening at 12 and a half, if you're, next time you're flying, check some chow mein. We want to hear about well, it. I, I just wanted to know, I, I would like to, I, if anybody will go and try and check chow mein. I mean, I'm almost going to try and do it this time. Cause just it, to see. What, what, what's, what's the policy? Will they say, well, we, you can't check food? Does it need to be in a container? Well, here's here's what I want to do. Go with the takeout box. Say, hey, this is or, chow mein. I want to check this chow mein. They say, look, you can't do it. What's the smallness? I, and I pull out a jar. This is a put it in question. the jar. Yeah. Close it. Put a little handle on it. Okay. Call it a fucking ladle. Check yeah. that ladle, <laughs> and then take off. No, don't take off. Then pull out some chopsticks and ask them to check those separately with a separate tag. Can you check each How, chopstick? What's the smallest item you can check where you demand <laughs> that it gets checked? That's what you should start doing with your free checking situation. Yeah. You should like pull out, say, a matchbook cover yeah, or just some matchbooks and just check that. I, I, I want to I put a handle one, on a sweater, call one. the ladle, and check just a sweater. <laughs> And say, look, it has a handle. It's been bundled up. Yeah, can you bundle up a single piece ladle of clothing checking. and twine? Ladle checking. Could you check a ladle? Can you check any ladle? Because we know everything's a ladle if you put a handle on it. This is a great idea. <laughs> this, is, this really should be a practical living in the modern age <laughs> think, right here. I really like the idea of going to the ticket agent and having a ladle full of chow mein and saying, how do I check this? Not asking if I can. What do I need to do to be able to check this? Here's what I want you to even, do. Even having an empty suitcase yeah. to the point where she says, well, it have to be in a suitcase, sir. And you just put the ladle of chow mein just alone in a suitcase say, <laughs> I want it checked. Check it. Tag it. Tag bag it and bag it. And I am taking off. <laughs> I want you, next time you go to the airport, to cut off a strand of your hair. I can't do this because I don't have any hair. Cut off a strand of your hair, put it in a baggie, and ask them to check it. <laughs> and just see what be, their response will how be. How would it be? Not even a strand, but just <laughs> to say, uh, uh, she says, how many bags are you checking? You go, well, in a sense, two. And then you hand her your first bag, and then I want to cut off a, a lock of my hair, <laughs> tie it up, put it in a baggie, and say, I'd like to check this, too. Oh, what so would funny. they do? Because uh, that's, that's so weird enough that they're going, you know, is this guy, right? you know, would What's they do the it? Would they have to do it? Are they are they required to do it? I don't know. Could you check a? There must be. What some... about a Ziploc bag full of jelly beans? And then you say to them, <laughs> "Look, I want to check this, but if you can guess how many are in the bag, you can." It's yours. It. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. This, I mean, this is the is... greatest show I've ever done. It's so fun. It must be the laughing guy. Wait, wait. They always say, because they always say this bag is too heavy. That's a huge argument. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody sort of hunched yeah. over, are there taking bags clothing that are too light? out yeah. of the bag, yeah. trying to put it in their backpack? Yeah. Are there bags that are too light? Is there a bag we that's too light? We should mess with the airline. What about just an empty bag? You just go, mm. I'd like to check this. Yeah. You open it up in front of me, you go, it's got nothing in it, yeah. but I'd like to check it because I like to, I, I want to <laughs> bring some air from los angeles <laughs> to salt lake city i i know an old man who's about to die and i'd like to give him a little bit of air from la or you just give him a baggie with nothing in it a clear baggie and say just an empty there's something bag. precious inside here <laughs> and then you just look at them and you go in fact if you lose it's this. inside all of us <laughs> <laughs> that's the surreal check that's called the surreal check um, I mean, this has got to be because the cornerstone of both of our both of our acts. This is on. wonderful. I'm telling you, we should you, start doing this from now on. This is the we should film it and make a reality show where this is all it's we just, do. It's go called, to different airports. It's called Jack and Chow Mein. 
Jackie Chan Mans is there. Cash and, uh, TJ I, I love it. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> Listen to this. This is funny. This is where I thought of this. Three tons can of Can you co- check a bag tag from a previous flight? Oh, checking a bag tag. Say, That's a good can idea. Can you tag this tag? Tag this tag. I want you to this. <laughs> this, is, this is a very important piece of luggage this for me. It's a lot to it's me. It's actually a tag from when I went from here. It's from a previous to, uh, luggage that was lost. To Salt Lake City. Yeah. <laughs> From your airline. So I'm just going to check the tag and see if that gets through. You lost the bag. Only the tag came through. It's all I have left now. All my possessions were in the tag. Tag in the tag. tag On the the next checking chow mein. (laughs) (laughs) What What network's going to carry this? This would be a great travel channel show. What about. uh, Here's another question. Checking chow mein. I I love it. I love love going and saying, is this too heavy? They go, no, it's not. And you take off your 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 sweater and you put it in. And you go, is it too heavy now? And you keep taking off layers until you're just in shorts and tank top. <laughs> you just say, I want you to check every. I want to check everything that I can. Well, have you ever done that at the? I've I've done that out of out of spite. Have you ever done that at the right. uh, at the um, um, at the um, airport? No, airport at the. Yeah, let me guess, airport. <laughs> Is it airport? It's at the airport. I'm having a mental block because of the because of the laughing gas. It's the security line where they start telling you to take your sweatshirt off and your oh, hat. Oh, you've taken. I've started to take my pants off just out of anger, and then they've told me not to. And you have un- you just go in your just underwear? underwear. It's frustrating. I, I, it makes me angry. Can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? Right. You wanted to see everything else. Like if they have to me take off the second. There was once where I had two sweatshirts on. Yeah. Because I, you know. Oh, yeah. They told and me they to wanted take a me to take off. the sec. I had two hoodies on, which is a weird, the double hoodie is a weird call. I'll you know admit what? that. Sometimes, sometimes your you head just... gets really cold and sometimes it just gets kind of cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes a double hoodie is something you got to do. So you go double, double hood. You de hood so it. You de hood it. And so I'm de hooding. I de hood the first one. That's fine. <laughs> that one had a zipper. But the second one was a pullover hood. Pullover hoodie, right? And they told me to take that off. And I got really pissed off. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, do you need me to take something else off? And I just whoosh, and just started take pulling pants my pants off. down. I mean, that'll and do that it. felt good. And he got really upset. And that felt good to upset him. Now, here's at least. the question: <laughs> It was one of those you're upsetting him enough to not. They can't take you to jail, but they want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where you want to push. Th- things. That can feel. Want to push things that far, but no <laughs> yeah, further. You take it. You take it to almost jail. Yeah. If it's an almost arrest, then you've come out a success. Yeah. Uh, this is T.J. Miller for checking Chow Mein <laughs> 2014. All right. But here's what another thing I want to mention really quickly is that yeah. I went um, – a great uh, comedian and friend of mine died uh, in Chicago many years ago, Pat Bryce. And I went to his funeral and the only positive – I mean there were a lot of positive things about the, the service in the wake and, and you know his life to be sure. But he uh, – and the only positive thing about going out there, because it was such a depressing trek that I had to make from Los Angeles to Chicago, was I brought no luggage. I dressed mm-hmm. in the black suit that I would wear, okay. and I brought nothing with me. I put a toothbrush and toothpaste right. in my inside pocket, and I, I just got – and that was such an interesting feeling. Well, I do that when I do corporates a lot. Really? If it's a 24-hour turnaround and I can get there, I'll wow. just wear and I'll put my toothbrush in my jacket. I'm wearing what I'm going to wear on stage. It's, it's such a bizarre it. feeling, though, it. isn't it? it I mean, good. because yeah. you do your, you have nothing. You're just, yeah. It's like a hobo getting on a train in 1932. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest American oh, you could ever like imagine. on the rails again. Go west, my son. Beware of the dark side. Yours has become a little like Elmo. The force runs strong. <laughs> Yoda, I believe Yoda. Ah, I was showing my son Yoda uh, on the really uh, just on YouTube, and uh, 
you know, he's like, but why is he like that? You know, why does he? <laughs> what was like your that? answer to that? You know, I, why does he say? Why does he look like that? Yeah, he's like, why is he? Look you got to like make that? sure he doesn't start doing that in public. He's just gonna be, going why to, is he all like? His skin, and I was like, well, you know, and it actually came off. Somebody tweeted me, and to you, I apologize, I didn't commit it to memory, but somebody tweeted me and asked me about Yoda at one point recently. Did Yoda not moisturize enough? I With, mean, I, that's kind of my speculation. Or what would Yoda Was he a great warrior, like or did he not motor, uh, Yoda, uh, did he not... <laughs> Yoisterize uh, it. enough. Yo- this, by the way, I don't want to plagiarize anyone. This was a, a tweet, and I'll find it. Uh, Yoisterizing know, is when you uh, you put the moisture on, but you do it backwards. Yeah, someone asked that of me on a tweet, so I don't want to. Uh, thank you for that, and I'll, I'll find out who it is. I didn't write it down. I just you remembered have a it. Joke about Yoda. That uh, yeah, that I was buddies with him. This is a long time ago when I first started doing Santa. That I was buddies with him, and if you got in an argument with him. He would have a lot of trouble because he'd be arguing back and forth and be like, wrong you are. Yeah. No, talk to me. That way you don't. You know what? You could go fuck. Ah, damn it. You know? <laughs> yes. I used to have this horrific uh, bit in my show, which um, I was very embarrassed, but it would kill. I was just yeah. starting. You know how when you're just starting, you have some really dirty jokes that just, they're so oh, yeah. awful. Yeah. But they work. And you only have a few things that work when you're just starting. Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> It was Yoda having an orgasm. So he would be like, mm, the force runs strong. Yes. Mm, yes. Stroke me. You know, and he was like, <laughs> you know, and I would actually do Yoda having an orgasm. And it was so embarrassing. I love it. I love it. And all it took was one comedy club owner just go, Cash, the Yoda thing. And I was closing with it. Yeah. He was like, Really? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Seriously. I needed someone to... T-. And I never did it again. <laughs> Not one time. Not one time. Uh, and I haven't really even thought about it since. I was I was dying for someone to say, don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Because I knew deep down it was just awful. How, well, what was the setup? How did the premise go? Like, can just, you imagine Yoda? I, I don't remember the setup. Just somehow Yoda ended up having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... Just tickle I, that spot. I, like I don't remember to, I like the whole thing, imagine. but he was just going on, and I was like, oh. I like to imagine. And then it, it started to, uh, the, the, the actual orgasm, I have to admit, it was kind of fun. I do miss the bit. I'm going to come out and try to say it. I do miss the bit. Just when he would really have an orgasm, the crowd would applaud. They applauded. loved it. Here's what I want to say. Put me down. Rolling thunder. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. This. I gotta say, it this. might have been my best bit, and I pulled it. I'm starting to think actually, I'm coming full circle. I think I think it was the best thing I ever did. The name of this episode has got to be like Yoga Climax or something. But I also gotta say, Yoda. I like yeah. to imagine that there's someone who there's somebody who, who saw you. And just that was just the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their life. And yeah, then they and told their friends, they go, he do that they go, anymore. listen, when yeah. he comes back, we got to go see him. He does this Yoda. Yeah. Th- I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm yeah. not even going to ruin yeah. it for you. And the whole time you're doing your show, they're yeah. waiting, waiting, waiting yeah. to go, don't worry, you guys. At the very end of the show, I know yeah. he's doing terribly right, right now, but you just wait and he's see. He's got this real he's good got closer. this Yoda thing. It's and a Yahtzee closer. With that. Yahtzee. It's, I mean, you guys, it's a checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> and, and so then he waits and you don't do it. And then the, I, I, would, I wish I was a fly on the window of the car ride home where it's just silence. And the guy's like, <sighs> You guys, thank, uh, thank you guys for coming. Thanks again for everybody coming. It was fun, though, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Sarah, you had a little too much to drink, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, look, it's fun. Hey, it's Saturday. Look, 
I swear to God, he did this Yoda thing, and it was the funniest <laughs> fucking. I, I I can't do it justice, but it was like, ah, ah, you rolling thunder rolls it does. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, touch spot. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet that happened. Guys, I, I, I'm paying everybody. I, I'm paying. I'm paying everybody's for everybody's tickets, and I'd like to invite everybody in for an ice cream Sunday on a Saturday. <laughs> I, I often have ice cream Sundays on Saturdays, <laughs> and I'll have an ice cream Saturday on a Sunday. Ice cream Saturdays, where you just see ice cream for every meal. There were there were all Saturday, yeah, all Saturday, yeah, and then there's ice cream Sundays all every day, every meal. Kale Wednesdays, Kale, Kale Wednesdays. Wednesdays, just put ice cream on top. I have hired a celebrity uh, a booker, a talent agent, uh, to book my show, Cashing with T.J. Miller, and he's here with me. Uh, <laughs> well, French fries and baby cries. <laughs> Cash, how are you? Good, good. It's my booking agent. Oh, I've got some good people for you, Cash. <laughs> You're hotter than you even know. There's people out there that want to be on the show, want to be involved in the show, want to be associated with the show, want to be near and or on top of the show, want to be within 10 to 15 meters of the show. This is so great. And what, what's your background, by the way? I mean, I, 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 you're the only person. Well, I've at. been booking. God, I've, I've been booking acts since the early days of the nitty gritty dirt band and the Mm. Uh, Janis Joplin and the Easy Street Band. Okay. You mean the E Street uh, Band? Bruce Springsteen and the <laughs> Strand. Okay, yeah. You didn't mention... I, well, I, I originally I used to book the Jack Parr show, mm-hmm. which was the original Johnny Carson show. Okay. Well, you, you know, which you, was the original Jimmy Fallon show, and all of those were based on a very popular show back in the 1920s called the Jimmy Kimmel Live show okay so uh, and it's it's pretty cool i booked red fox on red skeleton's show and i booked red skeleton on red fox's show it was sort of like podcasting back then where everyone just did everyone else's show terrible back then the depression (laughs) people were uglier in the 20s that's why they had their short haircuts fat necks now a lot of people don't realize you're not in the studio here with me you're actually talking on the phone um, I'm on the telephone, and but but I'm excited for whoever you hook me up. Well, with. I got a great, great guest for you. Well, let me just ask you, by the way, can you? It, what was your name? Ah, uh, usually, usually doesn't people Tammy, take people that long. Tammy, Tammy. My name's Tammy. Tammy, you came highly recommended. Oh so yes. If people are wondering why doesn't he know who his new booking agent is, <laughs> well, I I, I talked to CIA. Uh, CIA. 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 I talked you to talked CIA. You talked to the Central Intelligence I talked Agency to Central Intelligence as well Agency. as Creative Arts Agency. I talked to the FBI. I talked to the CAA. Yes. I talked to IAG. Right. And IEG. AIG. And, one of the largest you know, I talked to, to three arts. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of them. Talked to two uh, arts. I talked to two arts and I four arts. I spoke with you know, my firm, obviously, single art. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to a lot of people, and they all recommended you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to book my show. Well, I don't and, know why they wouldn't. And who who do you have for me today? You're not going to believe it. This guy has he he couldn't be hotter because he's not hot at all. He's he's got nothing going on, not a goddamn thing. <laughs> he is pro, he's boring. He tries to use bigger words all the time. Uh huh. He's got um. He's got legs like a. 
built like a shit brick house. Both legs. Okay. Well, that's, Can hardly that, walk. Yeah, that won't be relevant to the show. He's got a dick like a crowbar. Neither of us have any use for it. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to do with it. I think it's to break into places. Okay. We, I'm excited. Uh, when's he going to get here? He couldn't be hotter. He's not hot at all. He's got, uh, he, he's got a kind of beard that you know, implies that he, he just quit doing meth, uh, and he's just started doing meth. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So he's a quit starter. Yeah. He's a startup himself. He is a dot comer. He's a dot comer and that he's visited websites within the last twenty eight hours. Oh wow. Well this is good. I'm sure I have a lot to discuss with him. You're gonna love it. He's he was in a a major motion picture about a talking bear. Two of them in fact. Wait a second. This is starting to sound. You better believe it. Wait, this and he's been in more mediocre films than anybody else in the last three years, from two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen. He was in some of the worst major motion pictures that there's ever been. He's he's never been on a television show that hasn't been cancelled within the first season. Half a season, shut down after seven episodes. Wait a second. Cancelled pilots. I I don't even think you can cancel a pilot. He got him canceled. Well, wait a second. Now this is starting to sound like it could only be one guy. He is a only one comedian, person, and I'd say the sound and fury. Have you read that book? Signifying nothing. That's about nothing. all he is. That's exactly right. Sound so and fury, faces and, and noise effects. It's a, it's it's just a, it's really about a, a lot of pomp and no circumstance. He can't draw for shit, and by that I mean he can't get anybody to come see him in the comedy club. And if you ask him to do a self portrait, it looks like a walrus took a shit on a lamp. He's really more style than substance. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't even know if he's style. He's got no style at all. His hair looks like Jesus Christ got in a bad breakup. Well, this could only be one person. Yep. T.J. Miller? Mick Fleet. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, Mick T.J. Miller? Well, I was going to have Mick Fleetwood come, but now that you mentioned it, T.J. Miller is waiting outside of your studio. Oh, my god! He's been calling me repeatedly, pretending to be different women from my past. Oh, boy. And I've had such a long track record. Well, this is pretty... You can just pick a name out of a hat. He said this his is... name was Cheryl. He said his name was Anna Barbara. He said his name was uh, Timothy O'Leary. <sighs> well, this is very serendipitous. Yes. So he'll be right in there. Okay. Thanks, man. Now, I am definitely not him doing a shitty version of some stupid web show about a monster uh, talk show host. I'm not doing a halfway impression of that. I'm actually my own man, Tammy. All right. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks All right. For, we'll send see him you in. soon. Send All him right. in. Bye-bye. Yeah. Triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, oh. Triple lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. This is already a gas. Thanks for having me. Oh no, this is fun. I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad you came. Uh, uh, item you'd grab first to fight off an intruder. A ladle, a thigh master, <laughs> a chainmail oven mitt, or a dry erase board. Thigh master, you might be able to get the assailant to leave just by the fact that you own it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a <clears throat> that was always a weird product when it was popular. The thigh master. It's first of all, it's called the thigh master, which is just a weird mm-hmm. decision on the part of the company. And then second, it was that sort of squeezing motion. And I remember the big joke about that being that people would masturbate to the infomercial. And I can't uh, masturbate when a lot of information is coming my way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I tried. For me, I used to put uh, pornographic pictures. I would hide them in the encyclopedia, and it would never work. <laughs> is that weird? Well, what about some of these other items? Well, a ladle, obviously, I keep on hand at all times. But a ladle, you know, if a gun has a handle, that's a ladle. 
You can fit a little bit of soup that's in the true. barrel. That's true. A chainmail oven mitt, I think, is the one. I don't I know why you would get one. a dry erase board. What about a cross? Did I have that in there? You didn't have a cross. Depends if it's a vampire. I think that could be quite useful. I think a chainmail oven mitt's a great way to really, really slap someone across the face and, and put them down on the ground where they can't be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple banger. Lightning, Lightning round, round question. Question two. two. Question two. New England. More like middle-aged England. <laughs> I mean, how long are they going to use new? I don't know. New York is, I, not, is anything but new now. It's another thing new about any of these places. I, most products, you know, like new Coke or whatever, they take the new off eventually. That's true. How about American England? I, I think it's weird to call it New England. It's sort of a... How about Old America? Old America. Because it's one of the oldest areas old in America. Old America now. So New I think England should new be English Old should America. Be called old America. Ancient America. Well, ancient America, then I think that's uh, Mexico. <laughs> Mexico should be called ancient America. I mean, it's a quaint place, you know. Uh, over the hill, England, maybe? Uh, getting close to death, England? You know? Might not make it till the next time Cash comes to the comedy club, England? Cl- Closer to uh, England than the West Coast is? That'd be long, too long. <laughs> I like that for one. Like a, for a sign. Closer than uh, closer to the West Coast than to England, England? <laughs> is that it? That's it. We got it. Checkmate. <laughs> Yahtzee! Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Uh, I'm going to use one from somebody. This is Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question three. Question number three. Question three. I'm going to use uh, somebody's here because I thought it was a good one. It's by Josh Nash. What relationship requires more trust and faith? Marriage or suicide, murder-suicide pact? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that one. This guy is very funny. Because um, that is a good question. That is a good one. That I is guess. a good triple banger lightning round. What requires more trust and faith? Marriage or murder-suicide I think, pact? I think, you, I think it's you got to amend that and say... Uh, which requires more trust, a successful marriage or a successful suicide pact? And for that, I think probably suicide pact, right? You're more likely to chicken out on killing yourself than you are to get uh, not get divorced. I mean, let's I face it, a, a, mar- a murder-suicide pact is harder to pull off. It's harder. And what is that? That's when you a good shoot marriage. someone fifty percent. you? Okay, 50% of marriages break up, but it's say, let's just say 20% of all marriages are good and happy. Right. What do you think? 20% are actually like- Do you think? Really? Glad we it's got to be more than that. 25%? Out of the 50 50- You're calling it a quarter? Oh, quarter. I see, because o- over 50%, 50 survive, get but they're not necessarily happy. Yes. So let's say out of the other 50, 25 end up going, you know, we're really glad we did this. So you're saying a half yeah, actually, of a half all marriages that, are successful Studies have shown that people happy. are happier when they're married. Studies have shown that. And they've also shown that people are, are not – there's no improvement. In fact, they're less happy when they've had kids. It's the marriage that makes people happy more than the kids. Studies mm-hmm. have actually shown that. I can document those studies. <laughs> all of those studies are ones that I did. I don't know how you do a study like that, but I have read that. No, I, I I believe it. I mean, you know, it is that's a pretty tough one to think, right? That everybody wants to get married. Half of all people that get married will be divorced. Half of all the people that remain married will be unhappy. And half of all the people that are married and happy 
their partner will die or a sickness will befall them. Mm-hmm. Probably about a quarter of those people. You're really getting slim to none on the successful, happy marriages that have longevity. How many people are happy in the first place? I think we should t- we tackle that question first because yeah, it's not like if question. you're not married, what's the percentage of people that are happy that are not married? It's under 50% also in the first place because it's just... I'm gonna, You know what? This is a very interesting question to ask Google and I bet you it will quickly come up. That will be the first question. Or the first what thing percentage ask. of people claim they're happy? Or I, I think you just say what percentage first of all enough there what percentage uh, of people (laughs) first one to come up are gay percentage of people are right handed left handed atheist these are all the first ones to come up (laughs) are happy yep came right up and it is only one in three Americans are very happy. Okay, so thirty-three percent of all people are happy. That's that uh, claim that they're happy. Yeah. Now the goal, and let's move it along. Now, if we're going to get philosophical here, let's go all the way with it. Do we have a cue for uh, tickling the oracle? Let's do a tickling the oracle. Let's, let's tickle, tickle the oracle. oracle. We haven't tickled the oracle for a while. Uh, this is a segment we used to use uh, once, and uh, so we didn't write a song for it. Here's the song for it. Tickle New York all, tickle New York all, tickle, 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 tickle that oracle. Dushai, dushai, shy. Uh, let's tickle the oracle. What motivates man? Because I don't think it's happiness. That's that's what's interesting. What motivates man? Um, you know, um, Freud thought it was short-term pleasure. That's really what we're right. going for. Nerd burgling. Um, Nietzsche thought it was power. Right. Uh, and a lot of people think it's McFlurries. I know you've. Uh, you know, you think that most motivation comes for, from McFlurry's, but I'm reading this book called Man's Search for Re- for uh, Man's Search for Reason, mm-hmm. uh, and it's about this fellow that was in a concentration camp, and what's his name? Managed Eric? managed to write a uh, he managed to to make it, mm-hmm. and kind of analyzed the way people behaved in the concentration camp, and he he feels like that man's that the meaning of life is to they're not the meaning of life, but one of the meanings of life. Oh, wait, it's not man's search for reasons. Man's search for meaning. meaning yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't know, know how the, I said man's search for he's meaning. He's a famous psychologist. Yeah. Okay. He came up with a Lego, Lego, ther- Lego therapy. Lego therapy. It's a fascinating book. If anybody wants to read it, it really will change your the way you perceive things, at least for the two weeks that you remember everything that it said. You know, it, it's one of those books that changes your thought process for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, you has, wish, it's you not wish, a lot for you. You wish things could sink in when you read something uh, meaningful for longer. But unfortunately, you have to keep rereading stuff uh, to have it really take. You know what I mean? But bottom line is... Victor he, Frankl. Yeah, Frankl. He, he basically feel, felt like, and I'm just paraphrasing, it's a wonderful book, and I can't... He's a brilliant man. I can't really paraphrase yeah. too easily what he said, but that through suffering, we really discover... First of all, we're all going to suffer at some point mm-hmm. in our lives. And through suffering, uh, we find meaning. Uh, and for a lot of people, that's love. For some people, it's some project they want to complete. But the people that survived those concentration camps had something that they were striving to get back to, mm-hmm. whether it be their work that it was so meaningful to them or their, and, uh, or their loved ones or whatever else. And that 
we can discover stuff about ourselves through suffering, and that really our purpose in the world is not just short-term pleasure. It, it really isn't in the, in the end. Our essence uh, is sort of um, uh, revealed when we suffer. Um, because it, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. It's very easy for people Certainly, to be quite friendly when they're on top. And it's funny this, when people yeah. fall and how do they treat people when things are going poorly. I think the testament for who you really are as a person is how are you – how do you behave when things aren't going very well? Well, there's traces uh, of that in, in, in adversity, right? In yeah. a, through adversity, how, how do you handle yourself in adverse situations? Uh, when the chips are down, who are you really? Because everyone, when they're riding high uh, – is going to be friendly and happy and all these things. But we can't really control that because our lives are roller coasters. So, like ASAP Rocky says, everyone's a tough guy till the shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think it's interesting that you say that, the suffering thing, because both hubris and sacrifice or suffering have been a theme in almost every religion, right? And then also in most drama, right? All, most narrative and storytelling. There is some fall from grace, and then a hero sort of handles that in a in a mm-hmm. honorable way, right. whereas a villain, you know, doesn't. I uh, I think that um, you know I I believe in you know I'm a, a atheist and an existentialist. I guess I don't even know what those things mean, but they certainly sound smart. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, I, I think you really make your own meaning, and then in addition to that, so, so sort of life can sort of the meaning of life is up to you to decide. Um, and a lot of people arrive at similar conclusions because there are some themes like family and love and uh, altruism that seem seem to be a, a, a common thread or a common uh, end. Re, I don't know destination that people arrive at. Um, but I, I think you also, part of that is sac- sacrificing for whatever that meaning is. So you can't, it's a tough one if you, the meaning of life for you is just hedonism and becoming well, that's the thing. pleasurable. That's what I'm saying, yeah. that, that the meaning of life, what we do agree on, and we don't agree on much, ever. No. But we do agree on is never the meaning agreed of life. never shirts. Or clothing, or facial hair, nothing. I mean, you wear these shirts with holes in it, I wear these holes with shirts on them. <laughs> but... We both agree that the meaning of life is not to just seek out uh, so much peace and contentment that you're just not – that the world isn't a better place for you being in it. And we've talked about this. I think too many people are just basically spending all their – now, the world is so complicated now. We've been talking about this a lot too. It's they, out they, of control. You, do, you are, right, spending, you are spending a lot of your time now just trying to settle yourself down Life for all the crazy shit that's going on. Control. So I understand. We all need to like meditate, do yoga, do all these things to try to settle ourselves down because it's out of control. It's so uh, fast People talk about stress. I'm so stressed out. Here's right. how you manage stress. Here's but how you the relax. meaning of life is not to settle down that stress. That's all I'm saying. To get into a semi-comatose state. That's not actually the meaning. The meaning is to have something uh, that you're uh, that you care about that would sustain you while you're suffering. I think. I think it's trans fats. Trans fat is the meaning of life. That's for me. Yeah, because you make your own meaning. For mm. me, for me, it's just going on a full, uh, just full body release. Full full body release. <laughs> full body. Uh, just 100% all gluten just, diet. We've talked about this, <laughs> and you have to club them. I, I know I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. When you go on a free, when you hunt a free range gluten in the wild, 
and you club it to death. It, it, that's, 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 that's the meaning. That's, that's the pleasure. meaning that you're looking for. You know? And then you send it to its own well, murder-suicide What I want to talk about is it is... <laughs> now, but what's interesting that's been happening, we've, we talked about this on the way here, is that uh, you know, we've talked, I've had a few health problems. What I decided to do is cut out everything that co- gives me pleasure, um, pretty much. Yeah. I cut out sugar... Uh, gluten and, and all, and not joking here, uh, dairy, chewing tobacco, alcohol, marijuana, uh, caffeine, uh, and, um, and these are things that have given me pleasure. And what I didn't realize was how much I set up these little rewards every day. I'm not addicted to any of these things. It wasn't that hard to get off this, uh, all this stuff. Yeah. But I, it, it's been a real revelation realizing how every day, I've been doing this for about a month now, how every single day all I've been doing is, um, just okay if you finish this task you can have a drink or if you finish this task you can have a diet coke or you can have french fries or you can have a mcflurry or you can have this or that and it was really a lot more freudian in terms of just the short-term pleasure than i'm comfortable with and this has been a good experience for me uh i i it'd be interesting if you cut back you cut everything out to see exactly what was uh, taking too big of an importance in your life you know on the way over what we talked about is because i've gone periods where I'm only eating chicken and vegetables. I've gone periods where, you know, I'm totally sober and not doing any drugs or drinking or caffeine or anything like that. Never on the show, though. Never, Never. once on the show. Never not during once. the podcast. You're I always am, I am so high on laughing gas right now that I am having a gas, and this is a real laugh. <laughs> um, you know, I... Life is out of control. Yeah, let's it's talk out about of that. Control. Let's talk about that. It's a huge, huge problem. We, the amount of stuff that's going on is first of all, it's moving too fast for anybody to keep up. You know, we've talked about the singularity and this idea of you know computer power is is doubling every year and it's becoming half as expensive. Um, we also just have too many things. We've got technology is moving too fast to keep up with. Uh, capitalism is, is a, you know, it works economically, but it's constant. The advertising has gotten, it's insane what you, what they're telling you you need. It's insane. And it's insane how quickly all this is happening and changing. It's happening. T- I mean, I was showing my son a picture of uh, rotary dialed telephones. Yeah. And he was laughing. And he really? was like, you mean it was, a-? I go, it was attached to the wall. You couldn't like move around. And he was laughing about that. Like he thought I was, he goes, he goes, you're joking. Really? He kept saying that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's moving so quickly, and you will see, you know, we will see 10 more revolutionary inventions happen in the next 10 to 15 years. But the reason it's out of control is it's just, it's too much. There's, we're trying to pack too much in. Nobody has much. any time. We, we didn't have cars 150 years ago. There's people who have televisions. They want to, you're, you're missing stuff, so now you can record everything. Like, Every, oh, here's a good one. You have abilities to do things yeah. to, that here's you don't need to do. How about that commercial where they are saying you can only tape four shows at the same time, and that's a detriment, where uh, the ex-coach of the Steelers walks in, he's like, you know, out of the rain, and he's like, uh, you, you know, on, I don't know, Time Warner or whatever, you can now tape more than four shows at once what why do you need to, to have four different televisions in your house with four different shows what happened to like people watching stuff to together or i mean i sound like an old man but like do you need four shows being taped at once it's not though people and you're you know it's this is not anything bad about it, but human beings just are social animals the idea of a person texting i do this 
texting someone while they're talking to yeah. the person that, that is with them yeah. is crazy. You do it too much. I do it too much. And I also feel like I have to text back immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that that's something that a lot of people feel that you don't have to do. Email you know, is missives. ridiculous. I've gotten I urgent email. emails. Urgent emails. I thought email was supposed to be at my leisure. I thought it was supposed to be a three-day thing. Facebook, Twitter. Hey, I've been, I've been trying to reach you. We got an answer. We need an answer on this. But it's email. I thought it was supposed to be. How many times have you felt buried by the amount of emails that you have? Uh, it's I unbelievable. Mean, every, I told you my wife has like, I half. think, my wife has six, what is it? How much did it was? It was like over 600,000 emails or something. <laughs> Seriously. I think I mentioned that on another podcast. It's, it's something like, I wrote it down for that it. podcast. But yeah. in her inbox is is over half a million uh, emails in her inbox. But I'm saying, looked at. there's got to be people in the 12 and a half that if you ever just felt buried in your email, you're thinking, I don't even want to check my email. It's just going to be, or, or that you sit down, you start doing email, and you go, I just don't have time. To, it's it's too much. You, you're know, able to communicate too with too many people. There's too many, too many people want to stay in touch. You, t- you yeah. everyone's trying to please everybody else, but also pleasing themselves. And it's just out of control. And here's There's the no way. And the stress is so high. And you and I have been talking about. Then you sublimate the stress in different ways. Yeah. And and it basically we are fucked. There's no way. It's out of control. There's the illusion, no way to get it in control. The illusion. Well, I, I don't believe that. I believe you have to have systems in place. Like I'm only going to check my email. Uh, I'm sorry, sometimes I'm texting someone right so, now. <laughs> sometimes I'll say like I'm only going to check my email. Uh, uh, once in the next 48 hours. I'll do like little games with myself. So you have to have some, some, some th- checks and balances in, in place. But here's the thing. System games. The illusion we'll that you need to tape four shows at once and that you need all these products and these new things that are coming out. The illusion that you need a watch that's now a phone or whatever else that's the right, new right, thing. Right. The illusion that you'd be happier. That's the illusion we have to ignore. Because 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 all that's yeah. doing is making the life more distracting. The things that make us happy are still the exact same things that made humans happy two hundred years ago, and that is to have something meaningful. Uh, and I, I don't want to sound you know too touchy feely, but whether it be love or uh, mm. think people you care about, it's a little or it's okay, a little yeah, went too far. Well, it's, it's okay. okay. It's feely it's it's enough, feely. but it was a little too touchy. It's weird that our legs touched under the table when I touched. said it. Well, and the toe is high-fived, you know? Yeah, little, the, little, high, the toe five. Yeah, the toe five. Yeah, <laughs> and then I almost went... <laughs> why, why aren't more couples high-fiving with their toes? Ah, uh, good question. I'm implementing yeah. that immediately, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, so, in, in any event, these I are like things the we like to talk games. about sometimes. I, I like you have to have systems games. to keep the technology and all this stuff in check. And you have to set a pattern. You've noticed I don't return texts immediately sometimes. You've never because, returned any of my texts. But no, because sometimes – well, we're not I've really been texting friends. you for four and a half years. Yeah, yeah, we're not really friends. But there's a big back – there's actually over uh, half a million texts from TJ <laughs> currently on my phone, blowing my phone up. Um, but if you create a precedent – where you're returning texts immediately and not turning your phone off. For example, I turn my phone off on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for most of the day, uh, you know, and part of Sunday often. Just it's a weekend, and you know, if it's urgent, uh, too bad. There's nothing urgent. We're all we're all alive. It's not urgent. It's a tough one. If you feel like, if you feel uncomfortable when you leave your house without your phone. That's a problem. I've been trying to like go and on leave a it at hike home sometimes. or something like that, leave it at home sometimes. and just not bring yeah. the phone. You've got to be able to not be reachable. Mm-hmm. That's the other problem: is everybody is reachable all the time, always. Yeah. Yeah. And so, much more often, all these things happen if everybody is reachable all the time. People reach out to each other more. They're upset when they're n- they're not reached out mm-hmm. to. 
They're upset when somebody doesn't respond to them, either immediately or in a timely manner. Uh, people are upset that they have to respond to so many people. People are upset that they're being reached out to so if much. If you're unwilling to throw your phone in a wishing well, you have a problem. And, and wish for a new phone. I was going to say, my wish yeah. for everyone is that you would be able to throw your phone in there a wishing well. There are wishing well. wells... Just for phones, where people just wish for new phones. Uh, those are fishing wells. And when you go fishing, a fishing well, you're going to find yourself a phone. <laughs> Let's move it along to a central This is TJ Miller for Checking Chow Mein. <laughs> One thing that isn't a fad is popcorn. And you got two great tweets here. <laughs> I'm just going to movies now to eat obscene amounts of popcorn. Sometimes I can't even remember what the film was about. <laughs> Hashtag buttercoma. <laughs> First of all, a hilarious thing that it's not appropriate to eat popcorn in any other situation. Mm-hmm. You just rarely see a barrel of popcorn. A person yeah. walking around with a bucket of popcorn. It's weird at work. If you've ever been at work and somebody comes in with popcorn or they're like making even microwavable popcorn, it's so delicious. You know, you smell it, you want to eat it. It's just weird. It's a weird thing to be like, time for a popcorn snack if you're not at the movies. Yeah. And then your next tweet is, if we had to choose between movies and popcorn, Hollywood would no longer exist. Hashtag taste it. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I mean, sometimes, first of all, Should I think we, it's I hilarious think just cut to out go, the middle man with the movies and just go pick up the popcorn. straight to the popcorn. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do go to movies for the popcorn, like you said. I always have popcorn and a Coca-Cola when I go to a movie. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes these movies... Aren't that great if you're not eating popcorn? Have you ever had that experience? I'll be watching a movie. I'll go, I mean, this would be... I'm just sitting here thinking I should have gotten popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... This narrative is totally unbelievable, and nothing is crunching in my mouth. Like fluffies. Like fluffies that came out of hard kernels. Who knew? (laughs) The popcorn is sort of a a placebo effect, almost, to make you feel like... Uh, the movie was worth going to. 100%. When really it wasn't. It's crazy. And theater owners make a lot of their money on the popcorn. And that's the, the key. And I feel that was, that's also what makes me feel better about it because, you know, I don't pay for movies and I sneak in. And, <laughs> and I feel, I do feel guilty about it a little bit, but I'd like to, you know, I don't mind ripping off Ticketmaster or Tom Cruise or whoever, any of the, you know, actors or whoever else, the studios, these types of people. But I don't you like do know to, that the theaters I don't want to rip one off half the of the small, ticket price, right? But they get a lot of popcorn money from me. A lot of popcorn yeah. money. When you're going into a butter coma, you, <laughs> you know. What's the most too- popcorn you've ever eaten in a, in a movie? Well, that's what's weird about popcorn is um, it does. Like there's one minute where you just can't eat any more, yeah. more than a lot of foods, where it just ma- it's actually sickening. Yeah. So I'd say it was just you know like maybe one of those barrels. I get that with kale. I, I have I, I find that a kale large pops. small popcorn is I, I I like a small popcorn. Yeah. I don't like a medium popcorn because I always wish I had gotten a large popcorn. Yeah. But a large popcorn, I often it's find much. it's too much. You're getting. You've got a third of it left, and you're sitting there. You're just disgusted with yourself. It's not a. It's not even popcorn. It's a gauntlet that's it's, been thrown down. It's a. It's a test of your manhood. 
No one wants to be doing that. I, I think a, a small popcorn and a medium or large Coke is right. That's because I'm, that's I'm the of the thought spot. when I when I, I agree with you because it's it's a burden the the barrel because and then if you're with friends you're pushing it on you're them. pushing it on you them. become a, even a popcorn strangers pusher even yeah strangers you're going you want any popcorn out there on the the, the the row ahead of me and then you're throwing it even yeah. though it's not that kind of movie you act like you're startled and you throw it behind what kind you? of movie is that kind of movie? <laughs> like a scary movie I do I, and I, you I, throw it behind <laughs> you you just throw it up in the air I like pretend to be startled so that you, startled, you go ah! and it's like some it's not that type of movie at all it ain't that type of movie yeah <laughs> let's kick it off you want to kick off the show with me with the yeah, yeah let's sure. we usually like to kick it off with the uh, triple, triple trimel fighting round, round. <laughs> triple banger lightning round uh somehow when i pictured this it went a lot better Thank you for coming, TJ. This is amazing. This is amazing. It's amazing to have you. It's amazing. And uh, when I mess up a word now, I just kind of make fun of it before he does, because I know he's going to jump all over me. This is amazing. Um, I love. Let's do the triple banger. Let's do the triple banger lightning round. Question one. one. Question one. Referring to elbows as arm knees, catching on. I don't think so. That's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> I'm trying to start something here. Arm knees. Arm knees. The only reason I want to do that is if you skin your elbow, it's always hard to tell somebody like, oh, I skinned my elbow. Because it's just, it's like, you know, then it's, how did you do that? All that's yeah. if you say, I skinned my arm knee. <laughs> you know, then you know, they're kind of like, I didn't know you were a general. <laughs> what do you about, what, what do you think about calling uh, arm knee? No, there's a guy in the front row literally going like this. Like, how fun are you? You showed up early enough to get in the front row. And then on the first pun, you're like, absolutely not. No, that's where we leave the show. I will not allow it. He just stood up and walked out. By the way, you have a haircut that implies you're in the army. He's <laughs> got a high and tight. That's right. That's right. Well, how about calling the knees leg elbows? What do you think about that? I'd go the other way. I'd you do would. Arm knees. You like the uh, arm knees. So it is catching on. Well, unless unless you're kind of being like, oh man, my leg. Someone, bows. someone my called, leg bows hurt so much. Leg bows. Yeah. That's not bad. Someone called me mighty one before the show. That felt good. That goes way back to episode three. No one's called me mighty one since high school. That felt good. So that's good. Okay, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, uh, number question two. two. Question two. Bananas. Bagels for monkeys? <laughs> it's so funny you said bananas and somebody went, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> bananas, traditionally very funny fruits. Let's hear what's going on. I love how there's two seats up here that are just like too hot. People are like, no, we can't sit up here. It's <laughs> I, just going to be too aggressive up front. I think it's that that guy came with a girl who left and then he's sitting next to her purse. <laughs> Or maybe he came with the purse. Seriously. Was like, quit paying so much attention to the purse. Seriously, what happened up here? You took three seats. We have one guy, and he's, there's empty seats on both sides. You didn't necessarily take them. I mean, you did take it for granted that it was okay to have a leather jacket with a hoodie sewn into it. I like that look. I'm not going to... Is that just, a, is that like just that. a leather jacket with like a hood that. that's sewn into it? Or is that a hoodie underneath There's it? actually another person inside the jacket wearing a hoodie. It's got what? Four buttons. It's not even sewn in. 
So you can okay. you can remove the hood. That's cool. If it's you want funny, to. It's funny in a in a climate change. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna unbutton this hood. <laughs> Do you ever wear just the hood without the jacket? <laughs> you can't find the jacket. You're like, I gotta go. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm just gonna put on the hood. I wonder what percentage of the time people wear just the hoods. The the uh, what is it? What is that called? Where you can undo the hood? What is that? A strap, a, a strap hood. What he is said, that? He said removable, removable hood. Yeah. Is that other guy pitched it to you in the store? You're like, cool leather jacket, but it's a little expensive. He's like, wait till you see this. <laughs> it's got a removable yeah. hood. Yeah. And he takes it off his own head. And he tried to put and it you're on like, the mannequin. I thought you were an Ewok. <laughs> and he tried to put it on the mannequin, but the mannequin doesn't have a head. <laughs> So then he put it on his own head. That's great. Well, you, I'm sure that the real sales pitch was no one will make fun of you during a podcast. Because <laughs> no like, podcasts are not visual. And, you're like, and yet so- you sat up front, you thought it was safe, and TJ decided <laughs> to lay into you. I like that when the salesman said that, you're like, well, that's a really esoteric reason to <laughs> buy something that you wouldn't be made fun of on a podcast. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> what did happen? Where's your comrades? In the restroom? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. We'll, we'll fill these in later. We've gotten to know this guy, and we think he's cool. If there are any, uh, you know, people that like to sit next to a guy with a, you know, you know, replaceable hood, replaceable. that's your guy. Replaceable. I forgot it's the no word for removable. it. Because you know it's what? Replaceable. If you unbutton that hood and you lose it, trust me, buddy, you'll be able to get another hood. <laughs> that's a replaceable hood. We're actually going to do the rest of the show just about the hood. There's no more triple bangers. Actually, uh, you didn't answer the triple banger lightning round question, too. Bananas, bagels for monkeys. I don't think so. I had a bagel today, and uh, just there was no point that I was eating it where I I was thinking, like, if I was a monkey, this would be a banana. (laughs) I mean, I like bagels, but I always think of bagels as sort of like super bread, you know? Like what bread wants to be. Because bagels taste so much better than bread, right? Do you guys agree? Yeah. No? A lot of people yeah, are yeah, like, yeah, go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> now, I think you on make our... another Omni pun? <laughs> no, I think on our list, we had bagels and cream cheese second behind chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, that's true. Number yeah, one is chocolate but, and peanut butter. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I always wonder, is, is, is a banana the, the edible boomerang for the primate species? Mm. <laughs> Does it come back? Have you tried to throw it that way? I have. I've thrown it, but uh, I've never had enough room to have it. I've always thrown it in a small In a studio. Room. Yeah, yeah. In a studio apartment. Yeah, exactly yeah right. the studio boomerang. There's We've been waiting place. for you. We've been waiting for you. It got really awkward without you. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for There's coming. There's a guy with a hood that isn't yeah. replaceable. <laughs> you have a hood, too. Is that? Can you strap? Can you take that off? We'd appreciate it. I love I do, I do love how formal you were about it. Uh, that was great. That really was. Is, is that, can you take that hood off? He goes, I cannot. <laughs> I uh, you missed out on some of the show. My wife is outside uh, making out with Chris Hardwick. <laughs> so that feels good. Let's go down to triple banger lightning round. Question, uh, question three. three. Uh, hypnotists, masters of the subconscious, or just aroused by people acting like chickens? <laughs> Masters of the subconscious. Really? You believe in... Okay. Because it seems like everybody always ended up acting like a chicken on a hypnotist show. It doesn't... No, no way, man. I don't the know big, why. The, the sort of... The denouement 
of hypnotism shows is him finding someone that is willing to like strip down to their underwear. Have you guys ever been to one of these? What they do is they find somebody that is clearly needs and wants attention, but also doesn't have to take responsibility for what they're about to do because they're supposedly, supposedly hypnotized. And so then they take off all their clothes except their underwear. That's the end of it. It's never a chicken. Which shows are you seeing? Well, that's at the end, I... the guy's like, and now, act like a chicken. And then everyone's yeah, I... like, I wish they were in their underwear. <laughs> Yeah, I've mainly seen the hypnotists uh, that, that turn people into people that act like chickens. That's mainly the ones I've really? seen. But those are generally at the you know at the zoo type areas. Have you worked with a hypnotist before? I have. Yeah. You, me too. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it's real? Yeah. Um, th- I guess there's like two or three people that could get hypnotized uh, out of out of say ten, but they're they're very um, uh, they're they're easily led. I think you know. They're, they're not, I, I don't believe, yeah, I, I believe that most intelligent people can't be hypnotized. I think it's a level of intelligence thing. Um, it's fake. <laughs> it is. What they do is. Why did you let me go on and talk about it? You just let me dig a hole and they're like, it's fake. Most, uh, most intelligent people will. <laughs> no, they, you know what they do is they get, uh, they test people, and they, they look for people in the crowd. They go, who wants to come up here? And they look for people that are wearing bright clothes or the, you know, people that are waving their arms that clearly like, you know, want, to, want to be on stage and will do anything to stay on stage. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this girl's over there like, yeah. I'm hypnotized by this explanation as we speak. Um, and so I saw one guy, he had everybody hold their arms up. And he said, those of you that are hypnotized will keep your arms up. Everybody put their arms down. And then, you know, a few people kept their arms up. And then he dismissed all the people that brought down their arms. And then he brought more people up and did the same test. So then he had only people that were willing to pretend to be hypnotized. And then he was able to get them to do. And then you, if you're a hypnotist, you pick out the people that will go the farthest, you're kind of testing them, testing them. Is this based on somebody you worked with or or something you read in your Guns and Ammo magazine? Uh, It was actually in High Times. (laughs) I don't remember if it was about Seattle's Best Harvest. It's pretty credible. But uh, yeah, and then they'll find the person that is the most, you know, hypnotizable. That's a word for sure. And then they'll use them for the finale to do the craziest thing. Okay, the chicken thing. That's the chicken part. Yeah, it depends on what quality you're denying you're that the chicken part happened. Has anybody seen the chicken part? No, they do the okay, chicken yeah, part. Nodding's not going to help me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people that nodded. I've, we've all seen the chicken part. No, there's a chicken part. There is a chicken part. There's always a chicken part. Always. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know how I found it out? I uh, cornered this girl at a party after there was a hypnotism. <laughs> why does that? Why are you laughing at that? It I sounds know, I, sort of. It sounds a little bit. Yes, one I, girl goes. I'm not surprised. I think you're just imagining me like putting my hand on each yeah, wall. I cornered her, and then slowly yeah. walking towards the corner till she was just there, and I was like, "How did he hypnotize you?" <laughs> I'm just holding a pocket watch in my mouth that's swinging back and forth. That's a good visual joke for the podcast. And yeah, she, she wouldn't admit it for a long time, but then eventually she said, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I wasn't hypnotized. I was faking it. 
And then I talked to another hypnotist, and I, he got drunk and sort of was like, well, you know, if you find the right people, it's pretty easy. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? He's like, heck, yeah. And so this is your... I fuck, hey, hey, listen, I, I hate my fucking life. All right, look. So you, 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 you met a drunk hypnotist at a party, and this is your conclusive evidence. Not that at this a party. <laughs> We're at a monster truck rally. Triple banger lightning round auxiliary what? style. What an auxiliary style. Triple banger auxiliary round. I'm hypnotized. Ah... Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard about the excitement about uh, the movie Moon Wizard 2. <laughs> People like Moon Wizard, and uh, Hollywood has taken notice. People love Moon Wizard. Moon Wizard 2. Yeah. Moon Wizard 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> How wasn't it personal? To do what it Moon takes Wizard. to survive. To eat things that'll make a billy goat puke. <laughs> to kill, period. Remember one thing when you go out there with the Moon Wizard? An ample supply of body bags. So it's Moon Wizard, but Hollywood's doing some more Moon Wizard movies. How, how is Moon Wizard 1 not personal? That's what I like. Moon Wizard 2, this time, it's personal. Last time it was just formal. It was like, I'm going to cast some spells, sir. Uh, would you mind taking off your shoes and coming to the living room? They're remaking some of the Moon Wizard uh, movies, and, or some of their movies into a Moon Wizard franchise. And, and this is, uh, I'm just curious which one you like best. Uh, uh, so here's some possibilities that they're, they're looking at. Lock, stock, and two smoking moon wizards. <laughs> moon harder. That, wait, is there a colon and that's the subtitle? Or is it... Uh, no, it is moon that harder, just its own title, Moon Harder? No, Moon Harder is the... Uh, uh, it's, what is that called? The tagline. That's the tag... What, what is it? The tagline? Subtitle. That's the tagline. Subtitle. That's what they call the tagline. Triple belt. It's, 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 that was actually not the full. It's Moon Harder. Ladies, take a break. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's actually in the subtitle, or what I like to call the tagline. <laughs> Moon Harder. Uh, ladies, you know what I'm talking okay. about. If there are any ladies in here that know what he's talking about when he says Moon Harder, you haven't had the best sex life. When you corner a girl at a party... That's say, a great line to get her really interested. And moon say, harder. You say, listen. I'm a hypnotist. You ever seen a crescent moon? Because this one's full. <laughs> this one's a musical. Earth, moon, wizard, and fire. Time to let the wind out. <laughs> let it do its job. <laughs> huh? You like that one? Okay. Earth, so couple wind, and moon, wizard? Yeah, earth, moon, wizard, and fire. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, and one of the taglines for that is, move over, wind. <laughs> as long as I can get a laugh doing that, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> all right, it ran out. Uh, here's another one. Twelve angry moon wizards. This Christmas, Santa's not the only one with a beard. I don't like that no. one. No. The whole crowd turned on that one. It's hard. It's hard doing a live show. Here's the last one. I think it's a Christmas. Uh, thing. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a Christmas. It's too it's too no one's angry at Christmas. Uh, the last one, weekend at Moon Wizards. Moon Wizard would be the perfect host except for one small problem. He's dead. 
That is the longest title in the history of Hollywood. Also, another guy being like, no, I'm not going to do it. How okay, dare so which you one do you like? Which one do you like the best? Which one do you like? Sam all again. <laughs> you just said how long they are. Yeah. Um, one flew over the moon wizard's nest. <laughs> That's yeah, another I like one. That one. That's what I like. Sometimes you have to learn to walk before you can fly. <laughs> God, these are hard to write. And well, to just get one person applause break for that, it hurt. It hurt. Just one person. No, no, no. I can't. I don't want your sympathy. Just one person's like. One flew over the moon wizard's nest. It was like Jack Nicholson back there. He's like, it's time for a remake. That'd be great. How many, how many people in here have seen uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? See, so not enough to totally get the reference, although one guy did go, fuck yeah. Well, that's why, that's why Weekend at Bernie's, that one did so well. Because we have a crowd that love that movie, and I don't blame them. I mean, any movie about a dead guy at a party that's dead for three different movies in succession... And how it doesn't it at all extend your disbelief at all. It's weird when Especially you're in if the, you're into hypnosis. The second film that he's not, he hasn't decomposed anymore, you'd think by the third no. sequel he's just really rotting flesh. <laughs> I think Weekend at Moon Wizards. Okay. Okay. It's hard. Why, why do we why do we you know this 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 brings it right into essential questions because this is important. We talk about this. We and we're talking about relationships right now. Uh, essential questions. Essentially this is Essential questions of human nature. Where's your response to that, asshole? <laughs> I'm glad you went with the where were you. He's like, guys, what do you think? Uh, either the over here or the I got your essential question right here. Everybody's like, listen, man, we want to leave your apartment. You've cornered us. We're talking about uh, relationships, and why do we why do we hurt the ones we love, TJ? I mean, why why do we do that? I find myself um, saying things to my wife, which I wouldn't say to normal people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would never say certain things. You know, like you're supposed to be the nicest to the people you love, right? And the second most nice to the people you're friends with, and you know you don't love but you kind of like. And then you need to be the most mean to the people you just don't know, right? Yeah. I was with you so absolutely for the first two. Yeah. And then the last one, it sounds like you're just going up if to you, strangers, no, slapping them, and be like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" That's right. But it's going to some guy look down and go, "You call that a dick?" <laughs> That's what I think Chelsea Handler would say if we ever almost had sex. And she just looked down and be like, you call that a dick. <laughs> Not anymore. The people that <laughs> The people that you know the least well, you'd think you'd be the most rude to them, and the person that you love the most, you'd be the least rude to. That's all I'm saying, right? I mean Okay, I've said things to my wife I wouldn't say to somebody. I, I, okay, the other day, I mean, okay, you wouldn't say this to a stranger. I just said Enough! <laughs> Enough! I wouldn't do that to a stranger. I've never done that to you, have I? No. You, sa- I- you said that to your wife? Yeah. Why did, you- why did your voice go to that high of a register? <laughs> Weren't you upset or were you trying to get ready to sing a barbershop quartet? 
you know, I'm glad you guys came because I'm really pulling out the A game tonight. You can go ahead and call me the Sour Pinzer of the 44, whatever the name of that gun was. Because I'm, I'm on fire. But shouldn't we save that for someone? Shouldn't you save that for like getting? I don't know. Even just I've never said so that. It would be so weird I'd to like, come up. It would be so weird to okay. come up to a stranger yeah. and be like, "Enough!" Because <laughs> then they'd be like, "Enough what? Enough not knowing you? Enough walking? Enough what?" But what if? I think what? it makes more sense. To say that to your wife, that's a really horrible thing to say. I should never have said that. I should have saved that for when you get pulled over, police officer, you know, fast. You were going, enough! Fast. Enough! I was going, fast enough! Uh, it depends on the context, I guess. I mean, if your wife was like, I don't know, I... I'm trying to make pancakes and I've put a lot of water in and there's batter, but it's still kind of, you know, it's still kind of watery. Do you think this is enough batter here? I'm going to put a little more batter in. You just tell me when you think it's enough. Yeah. Enough! Then I think, yeah, that's fine, you know? I think the reason that we hurt people is often, at least in American culture, because we're selfish and we're sort of thinking about what we need more than what the other person needs. And so we say, well, you know, you know, this is bullshit. You're telling me what to all this stuff, and you're not really thinking about the other person as much as you should be. <laughs> but I think there's also an aspect of it that you know you're the most passionate about those that you love, so that brings out the highest level of anger. Just like it brings out, you know, you do the nicest things for those that you love, but then you'll do the meanest things to those that you love. And also, same reason with a stranger. See, I guess this is a counter argument. Why a stranger, if you saw them, you would sort of, you know, you, you wouldn't get too angry or not. You know, you ever have somebody uh, cross the crosswalk when they don't have the right of way and you're driving and they kind of give you a look like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you give them a look like, what, you know, you see what's <laughs> that never becomes the thing where you get out of the car and you're like, listen to me. I've been trying to compromise for two fucking years. I've done it. I've poured my life into this thing. Yes, I know we have trust issues, but that doesn't matter. I mean, I've tried to change and show you that I can change. You just don't believe in me. And then the other person isn't like, hey, man, I'm just trying to cross the street. So you're saying there's a backlog of bad feelings that doesn't happen with the crosswalk person. Yeah, unless... <laughs> Unless like, like a therapist. Seen... So you're saying you're feeling some anger. No, but I like that. The, I like unless it's somebody that you've gotten into that crosswalk situation like twenty or thirty over and times. Over again. The same like, person that that, that same intersection yeah, every week. You gotta come out every like, week. Yeah, that's true. If it built up like thirty or forty times, it's time to choose a new route or start obeying the traffic signals. I'm going to move it along to a section we like to call uh, Tweetalize. Uh, that's just a working Until title. they think of a better name it's a for working it. title. This is Tweetalize. Yeah, it's just Yeah, I'm tweeting from over here. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have done that one. Now, <laughs> it's just a working title, though. It's a working title. There's some people that think it should be called different things. And what like, in fact, what some other of, types well, of things? Well, I don't even know. There's so, like, this guy uh, sent me about 1,600 of them. Uh, Peter, Peter McFarlane, at Peter McFarlane, sent me literally a whole list of them. He thinks it should be called Don't Stop Believing. 
Hold on to that feeling. Tweet lights. It's so funny when That's the main, tweet main chorus in the song doesn't have the word tweet in it. Not at all. There's a whole fucking thing, and then, it, and then there's just one word that's like, tweet lights. He had a, a double shot for me from the Beatles. Oh, God. Uh, Shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Tweet and shout. Blackbird tweeting in the dead of night. I love a blackbird tweeting in the dead of night. It's very dark, including me. <laughs> Tweet. He gave me a little uh, Tom Petty, a little, and I'm Tweet, Tweet falling. <laughs> Now I'm tweet, tweet I had to commit. I had to. Oh, here's one. He had a foreigner. This is uh, this is one of my favorites from Peter McFarlane. Uh, I want to know what tweet is. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did that wrong. Justin I did that wrong. Words don't I even did that wrong. No, 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 like no. Then no, this is better. I did, I did it wrong. Like, I did it wrong. No, no, no. I did it wrong. This is what it was. It was. I want to tweet what love is. Is that better? Glad you cleared it's that bad up. When you, it's bad when you want to be hackled. I say that was a good idea. <laughs> anyway, that's, that was some of uh, uh, Peter McFarlane's ideas. Uh, well, he had a bunch of what, what are the real classic titles that you've been considering? <sighs> I don't know. I can't think of any. Can anyone think of... I don't know. Good one. Dancing yeah. in the tweets. Or how does it go? It's something yeah, goes something like that. that. He's only heard it one time. It was a decade ago. Yeah. I met one guy, and this is uh, he was actually crossing a crosswalk, and he had just this tweet it, tweet it, tweet it, tweet it. That was one. Um, just tweet it. There was one guy who approached me, and I thought it was kind of a revolutionary idea. Uh, revolutionary idea. He thought... Just tweet it. Tweet it, tweet it. Yeah, that's not bad. He thought Just that the theme should be... Uh, he thought that the theme should be... What he thought... Just tweet it. Tweet it. Enough! But do you know what? That if you wanted to know what it was like to be on the show when you keep singing over and over, nonstop, next song, that's what it's like. I know. I know. I know. There's so many. tweet. It's not my tweet. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're black or tweet. It's the eye of the tweeter. It's the tweet of the fight. <laughs> it's the eye of the tweeter. Some people think it should be a... Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the things you want to do for me. I love but I don't like what I think I see. Take it to the tweet. You don't know me. <laughs> That's what some people think it should be. That I'm going to read one of your tweets. I love that. That one could go on. I'm going to read one of your tweets. You're going to do that tweets. Um, 
I can't even do it. My voice. Came TJ out. wrote. TJ wrote. I wrote this down. He wrote. Uh, Every time somebody tries to give you lip service, say. No thanks. I get my lips serviced every 3,000 miles. And I just had them serviced. That's exactly right. Do people say that to you sometimes? Don't give they me lip service? lip service? Yeah, I'll have a girl cornered in a... <laughs> See, that's a good comedian. I didn't have to finish it. This is one of my favorite... I gave the audience the credit. This is one of my favorite tweets. TJ is one of the funniest tweeters. Have you guys been on his uh, tweet site? They call it Twitter. I don't care for it. Most of it doesn't make any sense. I think you're a really good tweeter because you think in really... You think in, like, sentences. (laughs) You know, you think... Like, I think, like, I think in terms of shapes. Like, when I I picture you, I think of, like, a a heart shape, you know? (laughs) But everyone thinks differently, and it's okay. You think more... Yeah, you think more like in terms of like sentences. I, I think, think you. Of, I think of you. If I didn't think of you as a shape, it would be a rhombus. Well, I'm very flattered by that. A rhombus, a five-sided. It's sort of the five. Is it five or six sides? Five-sided. So the rhombus is my favorite uh, uh, shape. It's my favorite animal too. I mean, <laughs> you like a rhombus. Animal? When you catch a wild rhombus, you know you got to put them in a net. You gotta club him. You gotta club him. And if you don't, well, Thomas won't just die from a gunshot. If you don't have a club, you gotta club. A it's a lot like gluten hunting. It's very similar. Cash Levy wrote nine hours ago. Have you ever uh, seen a gluten having sex with a rhombus? A glombus? <laughs> a rootin? Uh, uh, I want to say years. I have one more years. I mean, when you've when you've had ten starbursts for lunch, you're sad. When you've had 30, you're depressed. <laughs> it's true. I, uh, I was at the sit and sleep getting a new mattress because I had to move out of my girlfriend's place within 48 hours. My, you know, it was my decision, but also we both knew it was coming. And I guess I was sitting across from the woman and she was trying to upsell me on a mattress liner and also trying to get me to buy a warranty on a mattress. Who is sitting around like, I don't want my bed to break. I don't want this mattress to crack. In the next 10 years. And uh, as she was talking to me, and I was just agreeing because I was so depressed, I was just eating Starburst. They had a little bowl of Starburst, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If she's going to charge me $50 for a fucking mattress cover, I'm going to eat the shit out of every Starburst they've got. I'm going to eat $50 worth of Starburst. And I tell you, when I left that sit and sleep, I didn't have to have lunch at all. Cash Levy wrote nine hours ago, in lieu of checking the 10-day weather forecast, I'm going to visit my local soothsayer. That's why I don't have many followers. Yeah. No, but is that... Because you're right, right? You go to a soothsayer, they got to tell the you the day truth. Never, the 10-day never, never... I don't know why they're bothering to give us a 10-day forecast. It's never going to be anywhere close to... It's stupid. It never, they can't go that far out. You don't think it works? No, they can't go that far out. They can only go like a day out. <laughs> that, that would be They're so wrong. unimpressive. Okay, that's today's weather. And now in your another day in addition to what you just heard forecast. <laughs> I thought that would go better. Maybe I should have said one day forecast. <laughs> but, you know, I'd said the first day and it's like, you know, they do that day's weather. So I thought if I used day twice in one sentence and it wouldn't be as funny, but then it ended up, don't give me this fucking head nod. <laughs> This arm me cadet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 22 hours ago, Cash Levy writes, 
You know you're at a fine dining establishment when they also sell bait and tackle. <laughs> yeah, it's Hashtag like just don't taste it. <laughs> yeah, it's that, like... That's true, though. It's true. It's, it's, it's almost like saying if, if you may not like what you're eating, you may have to go catch it yourself. You know? I mean, to me, it's like, look, we're selling food, yeah, and we're slinging drinks, but if you need worms, we got them, too. <laughs> the kitchen's full of them. Uh, last one. That's it. Then we got to go. We have a we have And we just got party. one more sort yeah, of Yoda thing. But yeah. and one oh, jeez. Put me on the spot. Hey, what? Oh, well. <laughs> yes. She looks yeah, like Nancy. the devil shit in a mirror. And then as he looked at it, pushed his face against it. <laughs> and then opened his eyes in the shit, only to see his own shitty eyes. And then massage them. Yeah, she's the worst. I mean, she's horrible. She's such a pug faced piece of shit. You ever see her on TV and she's like, this husband killed and raped the daughter and the aunt of his own wife. And I gotta tell you, it makes me sick. And I'm like, not as sick as your fucking lower half of your face. You terrible fear-mongering bitch. <laughs> Pushing your bullshit agenda. God damn it. She's so awful. All she does is make people scared. She just go on TV and be like, everyone, fear everything. Meanwhile, I'm going to go bake my head. <laughs> so it looks like my face melted and then I took it out soon enough so that it burns the top of your mouth when you try and eat it. But you still try and eat it because there's fucking pepperoni all over it. <laughs> that baked cheese bitch. <laughs> I do hate her. I hate everything about her. That southern accent. It sounds like somebody shit down her throat. <laughs> I do. I wish she was dead. If I saw her, I do. If I saw her on the street, you know, because I think it's rude to come up to somebody and say, like, hey, I wish you were dead. I think you're a bad person. You do a lot of terrible things. You really inspire a lot of fear in our culture, and you get people to be scared of things that aren't statistically going to happen to them. I think it's rude to come and tell a stranger that. So I think if I saw her on the street, I'd just walk up and go, enough! That should take Thank us right so into much. the Yoda bit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Mm, yes, we're Siamese twin. Mm, we look the same, but we don't feel the same. Oh, oh, yes. Is there three of us or two of us? Who cares? It feels so good. Oh, 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 put me down. Yoda having an orgasm, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.